Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. And I'm really excited to welcome back on the program Sadia Osmani. Sadia, it's great to see you. How are you doing? I'm really well. I'm feeling pretty perky this morning, actually, considering it's 7 o'clock in the morning. It looks really (laughs) nice and sunny there. Uh, It is. You're in London. Yeah. Well, for our listeners, you can see the very perky Sadia uh, live in London (laughs) this afternoon on our Facebook page, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3, and you'll be able to see and hear her uh, this Thursday afternoon. So what's the big topic of today's chat? Well, maybe I'm feeling perky and and in a good mood because I've been out shopping. <laughs> I just thought I just thought it'd be interesting to talk about retail therapy. I mean, we all hear about it. We all kind of think, oh, yeah, it'd be nice to go shopping and things like that. And I don't know whether it's just. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say, oh, it's just a woman thing. I do think it applies to both genders. Obviously, some Absolutely. don't like to shop. Yes. So I I hate to just always say, oh, it's a woman thing. It's not. The reason I was going to talk about it was because with the pandemic, um, I know certainly in Hong Kong, we've had no real restrictions about going out or retail shops being closed and malls being closed. But here in the UK, as you know, I'm in the UK at the moment, um, you know, there's been a lockdown since December. And um, it's only just recently, like on the 23rd of April that the retail shops opened up and since then they've been closed completely so no other thing apart from supermarkets was were open wow. and so they closed and shops so, and everything yes, were just closed drugstores everything wow. everything i mean drugstores any all, all the essential things were like open in terms of drugstores drug. okay. supermarkets yeah yeah but everything else was closed so no shopping no shoes no jewelry no clothes no nothing and so on the 23rd of april things opened up here and so my daughter and myself have been thinking we'll go out and, and we'll but we'll wait a little while until things settle down and stuff because I'm sure initially it can be really busy so yesterday was the first day that we actually went out and we went to Windsor and we just thought we'd go shopping but you know one thing that amazed me is that um it was I just found it a totally different experience one in terms of the personal experience because I have not been out of the house for you know for a number of months in terms of just supermarket shopping and is things everybody like that. all masked up as well in the uk so when you got everybody's in masks yes yeah okay. um there is no need here they don't wear masks outdoors oh. um so if you're in the open air people are not wearing masks so down but the on the high street you... people aren't wearing masks oh that's strange to but you imagine. have to keep your distance yes but you have to keep your distance um and in shops the moment you walk in you're not allowed into shops unless you've got a mask on and they're sanitized there and things like that yeah. but what i found yesterday was um my daughter and myself were, were completely kind of aware of this, that people were just talking to one another. And it was amazing. Like you go into a shop, you know, we went into a shoe shop and they were just like, they were just so happy to be back at work yeah. and to be serving customers. And everyone was so, so nice. And, you know, asking what you wanted and this and that. And then as we were sort of shopping and obviously in queues and things, everyone was keeping a distance. Um, but even in that distance that you had, people were talking to each other. We just found that, you know, we were on a line to try 
try something on and a woman was in front of us and then she was just saying oh it's so good to get out and I really want to try this on and it was the it was the kind of lack of um, touching and feeling the things. small talk uh, you were talking about in last week's um, uh, channel yeah, chatting up people at the bus stop <laughs> yes but I wasn't chatting up anyway I was just looking at the stuff today you know <laughs> just, um, so it was really nice I found that you know people were really really friendly and I think it was just suddenly a kind of uh, a, a release to get out of homes from lockdown and to be able to do shopping so so that was the reason I chose this particular subject but going back to retail therapy when I was looking at it you know I'm not the only one and I'm sure you know Noreen you're not the only one either <laughs> she winks at me right um, if you think of retail therapy uh, according to Wikipedia retail therapy is shopping with the primary purpose of improving the buyer's mood or disposition often seen in people during periods of depression or stress oh. it is normally a short-lived habit and items purchased during periods of retail therapy are sometimes referred to as comfort bonds. So that was the wiki definition. Can you identify with that, Maureen? Oh, yes. uh, so well. I Yeah, I, I love shopping so much. And I try not to buy useless th things. Like I always think, okay, I'm going to make use of this. This is something I'm really going to use around the house or yeah. just a small treat. Um, and when you go online shopping, it's just so easy to do so. It's just at a click of a fingertip. And, you know, you, you look at things from your childhood, you think, oh, I used to have this toy. I think my kids will like this as well. And it's, and it's spirals out of control and before you know it you've got things you don't need in a teeny tiny apartment here in Hong Kong and you think what have you done and because it takes time to for those things to to arrive so you don't get that sort of instant gra sorry how should I phrase it I, I don't know maybe yeah 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 there is yeah it's the dopamine because because basically when you go out um, shopping, suddenly if you see something you like, it's a kind of hit to your system and it's dopamine coming through where you think, oh, that's so nice. I like it. The other thing that has a real effect is if you see anything that says there's a discount on it, you know, immediately oh you think, boy. oh, my goodness, Bargain. I've got to have that. <laughs> and if you see somebody else looking at something that you are interested in and then you think, oh, Oh my goodness they're going to get it before i do so and, and they do it. that with online shopping you you see you see something that you like perhaps on etsy or something it says this item is in five other people's carts or <laughs> 20 other people's carts and you think gosh it's only one item it's in so many people's carts i better get it before they get their hands I'm sure on it there's something behind that too and they also say things like um five people have just purchased this within the last three seconds like you know which you think okay so that means like there's only about four of them left now so i better get in there they know. do that with airline tickets don't they yeah, yeah and i'm sure there is something there in terms of airline tickets because you know you can be looking at something and then the next minute after about 20 minutes when you look at it that price has gone up and and they know you're interested in it so it's all very sort of psychological isn't it yes. i mean how they work on you but I was looking at the stuff and it really says I mean and you know this is a new not a new phenomena because at the end of the day you know in history we've been you know people have been attracted to marketplaces and fairs like in ancient Greece and Rome and in the Middle Ages people were bartering and doing local exchanges so you know this is something that has been ingrained in our system for a very long time and, it, and I don't think it's something that's going to work, go away it's probably just going to 
an evolutionary stage where it's now coming out of, say, the touchy-feely shopping outside in the open to, to online shopping addiction. Um, and it is an addiction, and it is to a certain extent an addiction. I was looking at an article from 2001 where they were saying that shopping can make you depressed and it's not necessarily a cure for the blues, but a cause for the blues. Because sometimes what happens is people kind of buy something on impulse and then once they've bought it, they have huge regrets about it and they think, oh, I shouldn't have bought that. Oh no, it's not as great as that. And then they find that they can't return it. And I know certainly in Hong Kong, there is a system where, you know, it's not easy to return things to shops. You know, once you bought them, quite a few shops quite clearly say, no, you know, no refunds, no exchanges, or, and you can't try things on. So that can make it quite difficult, especially if you're going for these kind of impulse buys. But I mean, you've probably experienced that too, where you bought things in Hong Kong and then you can't return them easily. Yeah, I have. And with online shopping sometimes, that, that that's the case. And going back on something about instant gratification is that if you go to an actual shop and you buy something, you feel this rush of happiness when you buy something that you really want. With online shopping, from my years of experience, is that you get, I think, I would describe it as like a half hit. You get happy when you buy it, but then because it doesn't arrive, you sort of forget the, the high you get from it, kind of, you know, you come down from it quite quickly, and then you're looking for the next thing to buy. And then all of a sudden, when everything else, when everything arrives, I don't know, I've certainly experienced it. You get, you have this sort of buyer's guilt. You think, what have I done? Should I bought it? Why did I buy yeah. so many? I think, I think, yeah, buying cups is another weakness. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. It's kind of different stages, isn't it? It's kind of different stages that people go through when they do it. First, it's that that desire to buy, and and it's that creation of a need inside yourself. Like you know, I need, I need now. Those mugs. You see, yeah, I need those shoes. Like you know, I've got an I've got a, a problem now because you know I've had my foot sorted out. One foot of, of mine is absolutely great, and now I'm thinking. A whole new world of shoes is opening up to me, you know. So, so anyway, uh, beware my husband. Anyway, but the other thing is, is I was looking at a, mag a magazine article from L, and they were saying that obviously this can be addictive, and there is obviously the dopamine that works and stuff. But you know, things like special offers can suddenly get you going, um, and it just kind of hits the the kind of pleasure center in your brain where you it's the full frontal cortex or something, and um, so you know. People are affected by that. But so much has been done on this whole subject. It's interesting because there is a film called Shopaholics, right? And maybe you've seen it. Is it, it Confessions a of a Shopaholic? Oh, okay. It's actually a 2006 film, and it's a Hong Kong comedy about a shopaholic who has landed into serious debt. And she goes into a psychiatrist for help, and the psychiatrist, we find, has got more issues than her. So, oh. <laughs> and it's a Hong Kong film. So well, I read the book Confessions of a Shopaholic uh, by Sophie, I've forgotten her name now. Yeah, there's uh, a confession by Sophie Kinsella. Oh, that's it, Sophie so, Kinsella, yes. And she hasn't just written uh, Confessions of a Shopaholic, she's written, there's a whole series of that's books right. that you can get. And she says, Confessions of a Shopaholic, uh, a shopaholic abroad. The shopaholic ties the knot, shopaholic on honeymoon, shopaholic with sister, and shopaholic with a baby. Many, so, yes, read them all. 
Love them. Yeah, you've read them all. <laughs> chiclet at its finest. Yep, chiclet at its finest. And uh, yeah, it does make you confront some of your, you know, some of our own issues. Why are we living in this world where we feel the need to consume? And when yeah. you get philosophical, you think less is more. You actually don't need so much stuff. No, it actually you weighs don't. you down, and you feel, you know, you look around your house, you look around your life. If you clear out the clutter, you actually feel a million times better. And the money in the bank is actually good. So, oh, you're saying that with such authority there, Maureen. You, oh, yeah. Yes, do, live and you, you learn. Yes, I do that with my 12 mugs that I bought sort of, you know, two years ago, still sitting a, in the there box. There is a problem. I mean, you know, there is a problem because there is such a thing called compulsive buying disorder, right, CBD. And supposedly that it's characterized by sort of excessive shopping cognitions and you and buying behavior. And it can lead to kind of distress, uh, you know, and it's a worldwide phenomenon. And supposedly in the UK, it's uh, the 5.8 percent of the U.S. general population have this, mm-hmm. which is Surprising. But then in the U- U.S., you know, anywhere where there's kind of material there's and there's access to these places and people have disposable income, then obviously it is a pastime. It is a hobby for many people. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, cautious of the fact that, you know, I think certainly in Hong Kong, we are limited to a certain extent because of the size of our homes, majority of us. Um, but the other thing is, is I think shopping is also, it's a kind of st- Thing to do with status and identity and brand as well because how many people certainly if you look at places like Hong Kong where you've got some amazing like huge shopping malls and designer branded shops like how many people are walking into these shops to be seen as well because you know people go dressed in good attire if you're going to go in there looking like a scrap bag you may not get that much attention so how much of this is also about your own brand, your own identity and building on that and the status that you want to reflect. So carrying that designer bag home with you, you know, I'm sure quite a few people probably take a nice designer bag with them, you know, one of those paper designer bags, and they use it for their shopping because it just looks cool walking around with it. I don't have any, but but I've seen people selling them on Carousel or or the Facebook Marketplace. They've got like a branded... So that is about your brand. yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Each but, but but that is something, and maybe now during the pandemic, certainly in places where shops have been closed, it'd be interesting to see as to the effect it's had on people. Um, because you know, some people do. I find you know when I'm walking through the streets of Hong Kong and going to big malls and designer shops and things, you do become quite self-conscious of what you are, you know, what bag you've got in your hand or what shoes you are wearing, and 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 that is a kind of unhealthy sort of focus on these elements and 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 it does encourage people to suddenly get into that mode like how many people are overspending on their credit cards because of this great desire and then and they're in a in a terrible situation because of that. Because of credit card debt, and it's a terrible thing. Um, one thing that I, I'd like to also mention is internet algorithm. You know, with cookies and things like that, they track cookies is just basically trackers, and cookies sound cute, so you you know you're less threatened by it. But how many websites do you go to, and they ask you, so, can they, um, will you accept their cookies? Which is basically you're attract uh, you you're accepting those trackers, and if you look at the list of vendors, they've got hundreds. 
hundreds, like one other one website um, would give you something like 200 uh, uh, trackers to, to various retail outlets. And they can then track what you search for, that they'll know what you like, what you don't like, and target ads specifically for you. And, and you shop when you're down sometimes. So, you know, what you're watching on YouTube, some of the videos that you're watching, if you're watching really depressing things, it's all together, s- absolutely. It, it's all linked, and um, it's and it's dark. You know, it's but really... it's quite it, it's quite spooky, isn't it? Because sometimes you may just be having. I, I think just recently this happened to me. My phone was close by, and I was just having a conversation about something, and I yes. I mentioned a few things, and then the next time I went onto my Facebook page, I saw these heads, and I was thinking. I, I, I didn't actually say anything, but but you wonder, you know, as to how much of this is tracked, and 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 as you say, like you know, if you just actually check something about toothache, for instance, you've got a toothache, and and you're checking like what are the symptoms for this, the next thing you'll see is you know ads for uh, for this or that or d- hair dye, and then suddenly you see a whole array of these ads, and and somebody's just keeping well, not somebody, but you know the whole somebody s- is because my oh, friend uh, got engaged. Sh- System. And we talked about engagement system. rings. I did. We didn't. Yeah. I didn't search for any engagement rings. We were just having a conversation about engagement rings. And you're absolutely right, Sadia. The next thing I knew, on my Google sort of those ads, they were feeding me engagement rings. Isn't it crazy? It is so. So now you're not only just you know. Uh, talking to yourself about it the whole world knows and and sometimes what happens is when you do go on a website when you're looking for a particular product and then that suddenly cookie thing comes up right in front of you and you just want to get rid of it so you just go yes 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 no 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 no. click click no and that's and that's the problem and then they say right manage your settings and people say oh well i can't be bothered to do that i just accept it exactly they designed to make it difficult yeah so you see, there's a whole new world, um, you know, of of this whole retail therapy now, and I, and I think maybe you know even the pandemic actually opened up a different area completely in terms of the whole online thing because quite a few people now are just finding that that you know the amount that people have spent and and certainly here since I've been in the UK. Um, I now immediately just go to Amazon and think, okay, I need light bulbs. Okay, I'll order it. Because you can type up anything on these websites and you can find it. Like, for instance, I had a little cabinet in my kitchen, which just the wood just fell off and it needed to be screwed back in. And I just had to find that actual screw that I needed and I found it on Amazon. And it was like, you know, it was quite cheap and I just ordered it. But now there is no need for for you to go anywhere else. It's everything is accessible to you. So that is, it is a, a further responsibility on ourselves to control ourselves. Here I'm saying with great authority here to control ourselves, not to do anything stupid and not to kind of get into this addiction. It's a slippery slope. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. I did a, some research in the office this this morning because I knew we were talking about online mm. therapy, and people range from a different things that they they buy, um, perhaps online or in in actual shops. Uh, 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 designer clothes and brands and and things is is one, um, or skincare is another thing that people like to indulge in. Electronics is something that people mm, mm, like mm. as well. 
So it 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 really varies depending on your own. To their own, basically. Yeah. I mean, whatever hobbies you have, you can track down anything you like. If you're a Trekkie fan, you can go and find out all the paraphernalia that can go with Trekkies and T-shirts and God knows what. But, you know, now, I mean, for instance, I'm looking at things where for presents for people because I've got either around the corner and I think okay then I can just do it sitting at home so so I mean you know I think everything it's just like anything else it's just about moderation it's about using it for your needs and making sure that it doesn't get too unhealthy for you and also you know balancing it on your own needs and your own finances and budgets because that's the one advantage I would say that we certainly have in this day and age where you may have had to traipse through five ten shops to find the thing that you're looking for and you can now actually track um, and look for products or things and get the best possible price because we now have that availability to be able to do things like that so so I suppose everything, like everything else, it comes with pros and cons, and it's just about balancing. Brilliant. Well, Sadia, as usual, it's always, always such a pleasure to have you back on the One Two Three Show. Thank you so much for your sharing, your findings about retail therapy. I hope you didn't have to do too much research, research for for this topic. <laughs> well, um, we'll be catching up with you next week uh, once again for for Chinwag. Thank you so much, Sadia. Bye for now.